This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Hello and welcome to Moments with Foo. I'm your host, James Foo Torres, or you can call me Foo, hence the name of the podcast. Uh, and today I have a, a very special person and uh, we're going to talk about automations in business and, and how to, to really optimize the, your ERP, CRM and, and other things. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Jay, how are you? Good. Nice. Thanks, Foo. Thanks for um, you know giving me this opportunity. Greatly appreciated. Um, so looking forward to talking to you. Yeah, so um, Jay is, is is the founder of AppRap, and I'm gonna let him tell you more about that. Uh, uh, so so first, just like let's kick it off with a quick introduction about who you are and uh, what does AppRap does. Perfect. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thanks for. Um, so again, I'm a I'm an accountant. So so you know, good in numbers, and that's pretty much what I can do. So I'm a I'm a CPA from California. I'm a chartered accountant from India. As you can see, I'm from India. Um, so, um, so uh, you know, I've been uh, I've been in consulting and and advisory roles for the last 20, 25 years now. Um, I've been focused on operational excellence, while uh, with compliance has been my forte for a long. Right, worked at big four companies and so many other companies. Consulted for likes of Facebooks and Twitters of the world. Um, started AppRap six years back. You know, one one person, one client. That's how we started the whole journey. In right now. Um, uh, you know, it's been a blessing. We've got around 100 employees right now. We have around 170 customers that we provide uh, ongoing support for. Um, so, you know, it, it is, you know, AppRap as a company has been focused specifically on ERP. You know, ERP for our listeners, it means enterprise resource planning, where multiple different modules of a business, what you need to run uh, is included in, into one single system. Uh, for example, when you start off, you might just have an accounting box, let's say QuickBooks or something like that. But then you need to have a purchasing module. You need to have a, a sales module. You need to have, you know, re complex revenue recognition. You have there are so many different manufacturing operations. There's so many different things that comes in. And with with a larger company, as the company grows, it, it's important that they um, bring it all into one system or at least have it in a system where um, there's good visibility across. Um, so we've got clients like, you know, who sends rockets to space, you know, satellites to space and take pictures and sell them. We've got uh, clients who do mental health check with people. We've got clients on the other side where they have celebrity endorsements. So we've got so many different, different, different uh, businesses that we provide support for. Yeah, because uh, the idea uh, of an ERP, by my understanding, is not tailored for one business. It's just all the different needs and and I, I was very intrigued about the ERP because I, I honestly didn't know about it before like kind of meeting you. I, I I knew that they had to be something that connect everything, but I just didn't know the term and I didn't know much about it. So when I connected with you on LinkedIn and then I saw that you were associated with NetSuite and you you have all uh this 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 things about uh working with big companies and preferred partnerships and I was like damn like this is like big level stuff. So when I saw that I was like 
is there a way that we can bring that into the like small businesses? And that's where kind of we were like, whoa, let's just do this, this conversation, this podcast. Yeah. And so that's kind of like what uh what I want to go now. So for a majority of, of our, our audience are small business owners. There are a couple bigger uh businesses, but for small business owners that they might not have all the needs, but they definitely have accounting, they definitely need sales, right? So what um when is the right time to to have an ERP or what are your suggestions uh, regarding that? So a couple of factors will sort of give you this indication, right? When your team is more than, especially when your accounting team is more than one person, you know, you might need to start thinking about, I need to put controls in there. Or when you start having a good, you've, you've, you've figured out the sense of your business, what your business is going to be, right? And, and you're now seeing more than one person running the business, right? Say there is somebody who's taking care of the marketing. There's another person who's taking care of the sales, right? Um, you know, that's the time you should be starting looking at your, um, you know, like an ERP system. Is this the right time or not, right? Um, like nowadays with the cloud systems, the cost of ERP, you know, those days in the 80s and 90s, you know, an ERP system is not going to be anywhere less than a $500,000 investment, right? But now with, with so many different cloud systems and, and you know, pay-as-you-need model, um, it's it's come down significantly lower, right? Like, you know, like with like a $10,000, I'm just throwing a number there, uh, would be a good enough to get into it, right? So, and, and, the, and the key about getting into an ERP system is that you grow along with it. You, you're not stagnated and you're like, you know, you're, you're not looking at it five years down the lane when you're in a hyper growth model and you're like, oh, wait, we have to slow down this business because now we have to move to another system. Nope, you've already done that initial investment. So now when you're growing, you got a system that can grow with you. And, you know, believe it or not, fool, like these days when, when venture capitalists look out, especially for Series B, I don't see that with Series A, but Series B, Series C, they look back and say, what systems do you use? And it's sort of a sense of maturity that you've got an ERP, figure that out, it's all working well. It sort of sends the right vibe to the industry too. Mm, nice. It, it's cool. Uh, what, I like the indicators of when you start getting more than one person in accounting, when you start getting multiple directors, yeah. right? Like you are the director of, of, of a marketing director of mm. sales. Like when you start getting all different directors that then they are going to be hiring other people and it could be outside or inside. And, and, and for that, when that comes into the mix, there's so many things, then that is a good time. And then I like the reference to, it's like, look, it's going to be a, a five-figure investment, right? Like it's not mm. like it's going to be just something cheap. Obviously it's not. But if you are, you have a scalable uh, company, it, it's a no-brainer. It's just a matter of when. And I love how you gave us that, those indicators. I think they were pretty good. Awesome. Good. <laughs> so um, another question about the, the, the ERP. So for, for you, we were talk, discussing about the, the, the fact that, you know, there are so many different things, right? QuickBooks, uh, go high level and like uh, Salesforce, like this, all these different things. So it, it is there an ERP uh, or are ERPs in general used to like work with all these different things into a centralized location or not? So so it's a beautiful question that you're asking, you know, like when, when the ERPs became commonly used words. This is like 80s and 90s when Oracle and SAP were ruling the roost in the world, right? Um, those were the days where the, the, the concept was, let's 
ignore all other systems. And, and as a company, we use only the ERP. Every single function will work within the ERP, right? Um, but with the burst of cloud in the marketplace, now what happened was pointed solutions started coming up. Like these guys do one thing and they do that really well, right? And, and like, like uh, you know, I met with a recently a company where they met and met with 200 of these users of that particular function before they started a company. I'm like, you know, how thoughtful they have to have met with the users, understood what they need before they even start the company, right? So there, there are products like that, that that gets created just for a specific requirement, right? And, and, and they do it exceptionally well, right? An ERP would be a mediocre system in that case, basically, right? Like, let's say sales, right? And, you know, you would want to use Salesforce, right? And it's, it's of course, there's other CRMs that's catching up right now. Yeah, you know, but but Salesforce, uh, you know, has been a predominant leader, right? So the 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 thing is, do you want your business functions to compromise their efficiency to to be part of this ERP? That's the question that you need to answer, right? Where do you want to draw a line? Hey, I'm okay with you losing a little bit of efficiency, but I like you being the sing- single centralized model. Versus, no, I'll give you the free reign. You do what you think best. I will figure out a way to bring that data into the ERP system, basically. It's like a hub and spokes model, right? So so with the ERP being in the center, uh, um, what is important is how good the ERP is to natively connect with multiple applications, right? Um, You know, do you need to go and sit, collect, build your own connections or does the system automatically have native connections to these systems? So it's just a plug and play and seamlessly the data is getting transferred between these two systems, right? And, and that is one of the most important things that you should be looking for when you're going into an ERP. How much is, what are the systems in their ecosystems are we good from there, right? And, and um, one thing that, that comes to mind when I'm thinking about this is Zapier, right? Because Zapier is you know commonly used by everybody to connect different things together right. by triggers. Uh, is, is that something that, that it can integrate into into it or or yeah. is there b- different ways to do it what's the most efficient right right these days all systems have open apis apis are like you know hooks that you can actually create data and and take data from the system basically right um so there's so many different technology and you and me are not technologists so let's not get into it but <laughs> uh, but but there's so many different technology and everybody when they build a cloud system they keep that can interconnectability as the key thing, right? Having said that, if you have if you're working with a well-known ERP ecosystem, let's say you're a NetSuite, for example, right? Um, um, like a lot of these peripheral systems, all these ancillary systems that you're looking for, they need, they know most of their customers are in NetSuite. So they take that time to build that native connectivity with NetSuite and they take care of it as part of that service providing, right? So it, it's so seamless for me. I am engaging with a company, a, like let's say HubSpot, for example, for CRM, and HubSpot has this native integration with NetSuite, and, and it's HubSpot problem to make sure that it is connected. So I can go engage with them easily, right? So, so, so what happens with these type of companies, there are so many different models for integration. One is native integration, which trumps everything else, right? Uh, the next one is a middleware-based integration, like, you know, your Sapiers and the Seligos of the world, right? Boomi, there's so many other players in that space, like, you know, um, like at least some 10, 15 middleware providers there that provide great services there. And then the third option is, you know, you could have a bot, like an RPA bot that can run and pick it up and do that. 
fourth one is the whole way of pulling it down and uploading it, which is always there, right? Um, we accountants, we love pulling down data and uploading it, but that's not the most efficient way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch on that because uh, that's where my mind went. It's like, okay, so it's a, is it something like Zapier and then native, right? And then there's a lot of options there. I just kind of uh, wanted to see your input. And, and one thing that I wanted to touch on uh, is on the... So you, I, I saw that you were listed as like a prefer, preferred partner of NetSuite. Uh, so I just want to wanna know more about that relationship that you have between you know, AppRap and, and NetSuite. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very interesting, um, you know, relationship that we have, right? Uh, because, you know, AppRap, you know, I, I was telling you, we have 170 customers. We don't have one salesperson in the company. Uh, you know, our business is all about references and, and customers giving us references back to us or... NetSuite providing us that references to us and say, hey, here is a deal. We want to sell the software, but can you come in and help implement it, right? Um, so, so we work very closely with them and we bring in all our expertise to them and give it to that to the customer. That's why they're going to re-engage with us, right? Otherwise, what value we are providing, right? Um, so, so what we have done as AppRap to, to build this, we've built multiple center of excellences within the company. So for every different domain, we have center of excellences. For example, if I have a, a, a media customer that's coming in to implement NetSuite, so we have a media team that knows how media business runs. And then that team goes in to do that, right? Uh, versus a SaaS company, then it's gonna be a different team. And manufacturing, we have a manufacturing center of excellence, right? So that type of, um, you know, you, you build that level of expertise, go back to NetSuite and say, hey, I can add so much value to your customer. NetSuite listen to us and say, yep, yeah, okay, I'll give you customers. Otherwise, why would they give us the customers? And exactly. that's our relationship, right? Yeah. That That's that's pretty cool. So, so, you, so you would, with one one big thing that I it seems like that you do with with AppRap is that you you manage to do like look this is special they're specialized on this and they specialized in media and SaaS and then it you become it's not like oh yeah we can serve anybody right like no it's more like yes we can serve multiple people but there's because we have experts on these different areas and and I have a question about that so how do you accomplish that uh, like, is it is it doing partnerships too, or is it all in house, or is that a combination? How do you how do you do that? Yeah, it, it, it's been a very interesting growth from our company perspective. But we've been organically growing. We've not had a um, you know relatively heavy third party partnership. We've been internally growing because it um, you know remember our business is very very sensitive we are working on a production system right like when you go back and change something in the production system it's like changing the car's engine when you're running a car right so so literally that's what we're doing at this point in time it's, it's a very very sensitive function that we are doing so so we take time to hire an employee we we, we train them for 2 3 months and culture is so important how they keep it together and how we sensitive to the customer's requirement and things like that. So um, so it's been an organic growth. Uh, we do have partnership with other companies, but it's mostly software providers. But but from a services perspective, uh, we love to keep it, you know, within the team and and have, you know, we have a quality team that monitors it. it it's, it's a challenging uh, area to be in, right? Because to me, the only thing we have at this point in time is the quality of our service because everything else comes on its own. Right. So I just need to focus only on that. So. Yeah, that, that's interesting because, I mean, it's me 
I'm growing my team, right? So that's why I always ask this the kind of questions because it's tough. Like first, I was just working with uh, with people that were not inside of my company, and then that was just not very good. They didn't care about my clients as much as we care, and now just I'm, I started moving away from that. And now I'm just hiring. It's like, hey, let's just slow grind and and build something that everybody's behind the mission, the vision, the culture is there. So that way the the, the results are way better. And that's why I right. was asking about that. And, you know, it's, I'm not that old to get retired tomorrow that I need all the money. I'll take my time to earn the money. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, at times, especially in the beginning and like some like rough times, it, I even pay my team is like, Hey, I don't want to lose you. Like even if I have to take a cut and not pay myself as much because I want to keep them, they're, they're great mm-hmm. top talent. So I don't, and then, you know, things get better. We're winning. Right. Like, uh, so uh, I, I completely understand with that. I just, I'm not, I'm not greedy. I'm not trying to be, get rich quick. Like I'm, I'm trying to build something special. The money just comes just by yeah. doing good, good service. And to me, if I may add, when I started the company, I was a consultant before. So when I started the company, I started with a very single objective. I need to give the maximum satisfaction to my employee when he joins the company. That was the single line objective I had. I forgot about my client. I forgot about money, everything else. Like the one single line I started off with, the maximum satisfaction I can give to my employee I want to give at this point in time, right? And that then resulted in the rest of it working out well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of different things and very important things for business owners, especially scaling businesses, because that's when you're like, okay, is my CRM enough? Do I need an ERP? Also, like touching up on, on different things of what does that entails, right? Like what does it entails on ERP and getting a little bit of that inside scoop. Uh, and I think that was pretty, pretty good for giving us perspective uh, as business owners, you know, me and the audience. And uh, what would be your biggest takeaway based on this conversation or maybe something that you you haven't said that you want to leave the audience with? You know, the most important thing is stay nimble, be ready for the change, right? The change is the most inev- inevitable thing. And then as you are growing in the organization, um, the loudest person should not monopolize the conversation. And that that really happens in the organizations. You'll have two, three directors and sales directors, the most charisma, they will actually move the business into a different way than you would really wanted it to be, right? So giving that place for everybody to have a seat in the table is very, very important. And then the last thing I would say is know when to not throw any more good money behind bad money, right? Like, you know, just know when to stop the bleeding and just move on in your life, right? I think those are the three things I would say the most important takeaway from my side. Yeah, I I really like that that last one because it's like, look, if sometimes it's just why trying to to keep to running something either if if it's a relationship or a project, you know, an employee or whatever the case may be that you know you're bleeding money and it's not great. Just you know, cut it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's some cost and move on, right? Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, that, I think that was a uh, great advice. Uh, and uh, now I, I just want to. I know there's gonna have to be some people. It's like, look, I've been thinking if if I need an ERP or not, or I maybe I didn't even know what ERP was, but now that he said it, I was like, maybe I do need it. Uh, so, um, for those interested, how can people find you? Absolutely. They can like reach me on apprap.tech or on LinkedIn or contact at apprap.tech. That should be fine. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a commercial conversation. It could be 
like Hassel, you said, I could be a sounding board, talking through with them and say, are they even ready for this? Or should we wait a few more months, right? And and that could be a conversation around that too. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's exactly the same thing that I tell people uh, about me. Like, look, it, talking to me doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a sales call. Obviously, you know, be respectful of our time. Uh, as, as leaders of companies, we do, you know, have to be very careful with our time, but, you know, reach out. And if, if it's not talking to us, we can direct you to a video or something that we already know. So like, we're always going to add value. It's just, you know, be respectful of our time. That's, you know, that's why I, I asked you to come here to this podcast. I was like, look, I want to talk to you, but let me, let's, let's share this conversation with the world. So that way it's not just, you know, just me trying to take their time. That's all. Yeah, and I think after some time, you know, money goes away, right? It's the passion that stays back, and you know, you're doing doing this for passion. And yeah, you you would love to have this conversation twenty four hours without any money because you love it, right? So yeah, yeah, and and that's that's a a big uh, takeaway that I try to give everybody uh, in almost every podcast or every conversation that I have is just that's why it's so important to follow something that there's you know there's unlimited ways to make money. Just right. pick something that you are willing to really commit and and not not like even when it gets tough, like because you're passionate about it, because you really like it, you're gonna be willing to to stick through the through the the rough patches, right? Uh okay. and, and that but so that way, you know, you can feel like, oh, I can do this and talk about it all day. The money's just something to survive, right? It's not like the end goal. Right. Awesome. Now this is this has been a great conversation with you for looking forward. Uh, thank, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I think it was pretty good. We we were, were talking, you know, back and forth. It, it was it was a good and pleasant conversation. So I hope that at least one person can find value on this and 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 hopefully contact you and 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 do, make better their business because of it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, thanks thanks Jay for for taking the time. Uh, and this was Jay and Fu, and this is Jay and Fu signing off. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Moments with Foo with your host, Foo. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.